Hello. Hello. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you? I am awesome. I'm going to introduce us because I know that we're kind of having this dialogue, but we want to let our audience know exactly what they're listening in on. So welcome to Thriving Wild Golden by way of introduction. My name is Dr. Anno and Seema Obat. I am the host of the show. This show is designed for that woman over 50 who is seeking to thrive into her golden years. And just as I promised in the month of February moving onwards, I will be hosting guests from time to time. They are what I describe as everyday women who I feel are great examples of thriving wild golden. My first guest on this show, I am truly honored, is Ms. Colleen Emanuel. She is the director of case management at Amida Health Resurrection Medical Center in the Chicagoland area. Combined, she has over 30 years of experience in the healthcare arena as an RN. 10 years of that has been in administration and nursing leadership and 28 years as an RN. So as you can see, she comes with a well-rounded resume to us. Colleen, I am truly honored to have you as my very first guest on this podcast featuring everyday women who are thriving while golden. Welcome to this show. Thank you so much. Wow, this is awesome. Thank you. So I just want to give our audience a background as to how we met. Um, as many of you know, I am a physician, a hospital-based physician, and Colleen and I met, what is it, about four or five years ago when you were in leadership at a hospital that I worked at? Yeah, it's about 2013. Yes, around 20, wow, time flies. Wow, oh, that's seven oh. years. Whoa. Seven years, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you know, we hit it off. Um, you know, I, I, I found you to be a very level-headed um, nurse, nurse in leadership. And, you know, we, we've kept in touch over that period of time. And so when I was starting this show, you were one of the first people I reached out to and said, you know what, I would really love you to share your, your journey, first of all, your mm -hmm. journey going into nursing and then into leadership, you know, just as a way to provide pearls of wisdom to not only our our cohorts or our peers, but also the younger ones following us. Because I, I believe that as women in this position that we are right now, women over 50 going into our golden years, it is imperative that we turn back and help bring others forth. So why don't you just share your journey, you know, what brought you to nursing and also eventually into leadership? Oh, my goodness. So, um, you know, I started, I knew I wanted to get into something in healthcare. I didn't know what exactly. And I decided I was going to volunteer. So I actually started volunteering with the Red Cross. Mm. And where did they place me was in the emergency room at a hospital in Michigan. Wow. Okay. And, you know, all my task was to just, you know, carry blood and drop off things and carry this and help the nurses and I just fell in love with what I saw, the synchrony, the who were, who was, who were truly running things were the nurses. Mm -hmm. And so that was like, oh, I might be able to do that. And so as I, I crafted my classes around, I said, you know, I think I want to go into nursing. And so that got me uh, on that journey. And I continued actually with that hospital mm. um, 
as a volunteer, I got hired in as a, a nurse's aide and worked my way through nursing school, got a scholarship, that whole thing. So that was my start in healthcare. Mm. I, I just saw how the nurses were, they were in charge. They knew what to do when emergencies mm. came in and they were just, you know, it was like they were the, or the, the orchestra was going on. They were just moving things around. And I thought I could do that. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. And you know, one, one important thing that I heard you mention um, is that you worked your way through. So you started mm-hmm. as a nurse's aide, right? Absolutely. So you had the end goal in your mind. You had the end goal in sight, but mm-hmm. you knew that you needed to take the necessary steps, i.e. starting as a nursing aide, working your way through mm-hmm. nursing school to where you eventually got. I like that. And I think that's something that's very important to emphasize, especially to our younger audience. If we have younger audience listening, or if we have women like us who have younger children and they're trying to mm-hmm. impart those pearls of wisdom, it, 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 there's nothing wrong with starting, you know, starting low and then still having the goal, in, the end goal in mind. Oh, absolutely. Because that gave me the, the sense of I have had friends who have gone through nursing school and then finally got into a hospital setting mm-hmm. and have been like, oh, I don't know what if I could do. do this. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like blood. I don't know if I like, the, you know, so those kind of things. And if they were more exposed. So I, I, imp- I impress up anyone, on anyone, volunteer in, in an organization mm. if you can to see if, you, you know, that's the kind of right fit for you. Then start off. But, yeah, that was my start in healthcare, And then I graduated from nursing school. I stayed right with that organization. And I actually worked in, t- in that organization in a multitude of capacities till, till I hit my 30th year, I think. Wow. <laughs> wow. So what eventually motivated you to go into leadership? Because especially being a woman of color, I think mm-hmm. it's very important that we identify, you know, that we, if, if we want to go into leadership, that we identify that early and then we take the necessary steps. So what motivated you to go into leadership? Um, I realized actually one of my, my nursing leaders who's now, um, uh, who's now a chief nerd, nurse at one of the hospitals, he kept saying, well, you're, you seem like you're the go-to person. Mm. You know, everybody go-to. comes to you to ask you, how did you, how should I do this? Have you ever had this? And what should I do? So on the unit, I grew into, after years of being molded by multiple wonderful nurses mm. around me, senior nurses, I uh, became the go-to person. And I found myself educating. Okay, here's how, you know, is this your first time? you know, hanging this type of drip mm-hmm. or is this your first time? I, and, and even doctors, you know, would come around and say, well, how do you document this or how do you do it? So with that in mind, I thought, huh, okay. Um, and actually I didn't even see it uh, until one of my nursing leaders, um, Rita, Rita Miles, she came to me and she says, you know, I need you to do this. Mm. And I said, but I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and, um, you know, um, and she says, no, no, you can do this. And here's, I'll show you and I'll take you. And she showed wow. me and she took me and she molded me. And so over the years, then I became a, um, 
a nursing educator. So I became the educator for, um, you know, a lot of the different projects that they were implementing in the hospital. And that started my journey to meeting um, my uh, my next position mm-hmm. in life, which was um, uh, it was when the Joint Commission would come. I was the per, you know, the to help mm-hmm. the go to to help. OK, make sure the nurses know this. Make sure the nurses know that and all the different things that were coming. So I started, you know, I led the projects around um, handoff at the bedside and um, how to pr- how to decrease uh, pressure ulcers and things yeah. like that. So then. Uh, one of the leaders from corporate actually met me who was also an, an African-American and it was uh, exciting to see this one African-American mm. lady in the room. And she called me one day and she says, Hey, I have this position and I'd, uh, do you know anyone who would be interested in coming to work with me? I do stuff around, you know, getting readiness for the joint commission, but I do it on the corporate level mm. for 45, these 45 hospitals. And I said, well, I know she's not talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would not know how to do that job. So I'm thinking, I said, well, you know, call me back in a day or two and I'll ask around, around. you know. <laughs> and um, she called me back and uh, she's like, okay, so have you had some time to think about the position? I said, <laughs> I, I, said, I haven't found anybody for you. <laughs> she says, but what about you? You. <laughs> And uh, that was, I was like, uh, you talking to me? <laughs> um, so that was my journey into, um, you know, leadership from the, at the corporate level. Uh. Um, so she just pulled me right in and had me interview with her boss. And next thing I know, I was at the corporate level leading projects for, for 45 hospitals wow. and, and do it. And I was like, Whoa, this is, this is like way beyond, but I, you talk about, um, you know, learning fat really fast, how to do, how to speak, how to, you know, run and do things. So that was my, my journey into leadership. And I fell in love with it. I enjoyed traveling what my job was traveling to different hospitals, helping them through that joint commission um, survey. Mm-hmm. But in the interim, when there were no surveys going on, we were trying to help them. How do you stay ready for this? Yes. How do you keep your quality up? How do you you don't want to learn about washing your hands on the day the Joint yes. Commission is there. You don't want to learn about uh, why you're not uh, appropriately doing your handoff or um, doing patient identification. All those quality things, you should be doing them all year round. So my job was to helping uh, my leader, my leader, who is a, a leader, Jordan, how to um, how to keep the hospital at all times ready, meaning Mm -hmm. we were improving quality across the system. Yeah. So that was an exciting thing for me because not only did I get to travel to different states, different hospitals, but I was learning at such a fast pace. Talk about a a, a trajectory that I was on to moving things. And I, I, but it kind of started taking me away, you know, joint commit. That's a huge Uh, it's, it's such a huge thing that it was like taking me away from my love of nursing. Uh. It was, it was like, okay, I was fine when we were doing those nursing chapters, (laughs) but then when it got to be the, you know, um, uh, the other chapters that deal with looking up in the ceilings and uh, looking at the the floorboards and I I knew that, okay, this is just not for me. (laughs) Somebody else needs to do this. So then 
another wonderful leader came to me and she said, um, hey, would you like to do a project that deals with medication safety? Mm. And I thought, um, not really. That sounds kind of boring. Uh, <laughs> and um, She says, but wait, wait, let me tell you about this. <laughs> and so after, at, even after talking to her, I thought, um, mm, I don't know if I really want to do this. But she says, you know what? I think you'd be great at it. I think you should give it a shot. So I've had such great people come to me and say, you would be good at this. And I didn't see it. So mm -hmm. hmm, there we go. <laughs> you know, so uh, then led me to another uh, position within the corporate world, which got even more exciting. So it was truly going into medication safety and, um, you know, barcode scanning at the bedside and how do we keep the, 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 the patients It all rolled back to how do we keep patients safe? So every project that I did, it was, how do we keep our patients safe? Mm -hmm. How do we empower our nurses, our nurses at the bedside? So I know you asked the question and I went all the way to the end of the world, but it's that it just continued uh, my growth and development just continued to, to move and shape me as a, as a nursing leader. And I just fell in love with each step of the way. Yeah. You know, I, I love that. I'm, I'm writing notes and here, here's one of the things that um, based upon your experience, I really want to point out to our, our, our audience. First and foremost, what I heard you say was you were molded by senior nurses. So mentoring mm -hmm. is something that is yes. very important, especially Absolutely. for us as women, right? Absolutely. We need to, come into an environment and seek out mentors and you know they may not necessarily be mentors that were you know appointed by the corporation but we can see seek out you know mentors that we can relate to yes right yes and i also heard in your story the fact that even though you may not have felt that you could step into a position that you were open to learning and educating yourself and also believe in those same mentors, right, who you had connected with saying, you can do this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I, I hear that Absolutely. too, right? I hear that too. So that's, I think those are two very important uh, things I heard. But most importantly, what I heard and what I really want our audience to take away is that you were never afraid of being on the cutting edge and being the trailblazer. Now, I don't want to go over all physician-y here and all medical here because this is this is for a wider audience, but I want our audience to understand the importance of patient safety, the importance of medication safety, the importance mm -hmm. of the fact that JCO, which is the Joint Commission um, for what hospital organization who comes and accredits different hospitals. It's important that these organizations are there to ensure that hospitals are functioning at their most optimal. And what tends to happen Absolutely. is a lot of times, you know, hospitals do their thing when JCO is coming around and then slip. Mm -hmm. What I'm hearing mm -hmm. you say is you wanted to make sure that any organization you were with kept on their top game even after Jacob all the left, time. right? All, all the, time. the time. And that all boils down to patient sa safety and a process that was implemented that ensured that for everybody. So I want to give you kudos for that, just so that, you know, we, we kind of highlight those things as Absolutely. being, you know, right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that, that became my um, one. So when I moved away from doing that, um, uh, uh, work around with the joint commission uh -huh. 
what it moved me to is, okay, now that you have all this knowledge about quality and patient safety, how do we wrap this into the electronic medical record and make it work for your clinician? So that was my next journey. And that was just innovative and exciting. But during this time, um, nursing has provided me, when you talk about thriving while gold, nursing has provided me the leeway to be able to um, move and, and shape and, and have the job that you, can, you don't have to be stagnant in the nursing world. You, so, so it's taken me from med surge at the bedside, bedside. Mm-hmm. nursing education, then at the corporate level to leading multiple projects and continuing my educating of nurses. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when you talk about, so one of the things that I learned that very quickly that um, I didn't have to stay in a job that I was miserable at. <sighs> I didn't have to, I, I could raise my, I could raise my children with the, with the um, salary that I was making. I could aspire to make more if I wanted to. Um, so that, that, you know, always, as you're thinking about thriving while golden, you know, getting to a profession that can mold with you, that can move with you and, and not only, and, and continue to work with your mentors because change as you change, change just uh, is difficult for everybody, but um, you need someone to be your uh, rudder to, to go to and say, am I doing this? Uh, Am I, am I okay here? Do you think I'm doing the right thing? Um, as far as when you get into the role and you're, you need to find peers and mentors um, to get you going. Awesome. Now, you did mention one thing that I was going to ask you, and that is this concept called work-life balance. And I know it's a, it's a huge <laughs> buzzword, right? And I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I've, I've kind of questioned whether it really exists. But <laughs> having said all that, how did you achieve or did you achieve work-life balance? And if you didn't, what were some of the challenges that you encountered trying to achieve that? So um, as a, uh, as a bedside nurse, I think I mastered work-life balance because yeah. uh, that's when they, um, you know, we first, I remember first starting out where I was doing my little eight hour days. Mm. So five days a week, okay. and, you know, but at least I could get home in the afternoon and cook dinner and, uh, have dinner time with my family and and have my weekends or not. To, or um, then when um, uh, healthcare changed and started getting into this nurses working twelve hour shifts, um, I fell in love with that twelve hour shift deal because that was three days a no, week and okay. I was done. You were done, yeah. <laughs> so that gave me four days to be with my children, show up at their school, wow. be mom. Mm-hmm. Be that mom that showed up and irritated the, the kids. At <laughs> so that was that worked for me. But then, as I aspired to leadership, I realized, okay, I'm gonna have to give up this 12-hour gig yeah. and get back into the five days a week. But it was by then my children were older; they were more, um, they were um, able to to kind of do for themselves. So. And it worked out that as I continue to grow, uh, you know, they were old enough and then gone. Okay. So then I can go ahead and do my five days a week. I come home. But work-life balance becomes a challenge where I remember when I first got my first director role, I was, you know, staying at the hospital till, you know, eight o'clock at night, 10 mm. o'clock. I was like, oh, my God, this is not working for me. Mm-hmm. But it was so much um, because right away they don't tell you, oh, 
as a director, you walk into a role and they're not going to just give you one thing in nursing. Oh, we're just going to have you do this one thing over here. No. At, with the way healthcare is, you're going to have five things. And then uh, when you get almost settled with those five things and they say, oh, by the way, we have, we're changing over here and there's a new department and we're going to give you another department to, to oversee. So it's always moving and changing. So you have to figure out. So I had to uh, tell myself, okay, stop. Every day um, at six o'clock, if I'm still sitting at my desk, I'm going to stop whatever I'm doing. Mm. You just have to stop because then it was like, you know, my husband would call me. Are you coming home? Are yeah. you coming home? Uh-huh. Uh, should I go ahead and eat dinner? Uh, What's going on? Mm-hmm. So then I was realized, okay, this is not good. So you have to, as a leader, start really making those decisions for yourself. Because yes, you could work till, till midnight. midnight. Yeah. Uh, and, and every day and, but you're just burning yourself out. So as, um, as we, um, as, um, especially at our age and, and trying to, uh, live the new 20 since mm-hmm. 50 is the new yep. 20, um, we have to, uh, take care of this temple that we have and, and, and include, which includes rest, um, and decrease, trying to decrease stress as much as we have, as much as we can, and, you know, massages also help. So, so you implemented <laughs> that boundary where it was like at a certain time you were done yep. and you, yep. you pretty much ended your day, correct? Absolutely. Because the, if, you, if you didn't, and I, I realized, wow, this is, what was I, what, what was I sitting here till eight mm. and nine o'clock doing? Mm-hmm. You know, because work was still getting done. You, time management became very important. So... People, I used to have this, oh, I have this open door policy. Anybody mm. can come drop in at any time. Um, I still try to do the open door, but there are certain times of the day I actually close the Ooh, door. Oh, I love that. You have to close the door. You have to get your, your work done so that at five o'clock you can walk out the door, six, whatever it is, your timing that you say you're going to walk out, you have to do that. That's important. I, I love that because... Um, I, I find just speaking to people, especially those who have corporate jobs, that there doesn't seem to be, like you said, there's the open door policy. And then I find that they spend longer time in the office because mm-hmm. after that open door policy is probably closed at like five when those, mm-hmm. you know, nine to fivers have spent all your time with, with, mm-hmm. with you during the open door hours of their nine to mm-hmm. five. That's when you finally have the time Get to the sit work down <laughs> to do the work and then stay up till like, you know, eight or nine. And that is, is not healthy. And just like, just like we said, you know, whether you're a younger woman or whether you're a woman over 50, work-life balance should also include being able to take care of you, prioritizing Absolutely. you or else you'll burn out. And, and we don't want to be in our 50s, 60s and 70s, you know, like all burnt out, you know, suffering from Absolutely. chronic disease because we didn't implement those things into our, our work life balance earlier on. So yes. that's that, that's a huge pearl. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah. So I used to come home and, and just like open up my computer right away. Oh, geez. Oh, oh wow. Know, right away, just come home, open up the computer. Uh, if I did leave work or at a, early, at a, at a, early, I would come home. Now I come home, and I sit down and have dinner. dinner with my, you know, with my family. And then, you know, once I've done everything I need to do, then I, if I want to open the computer mm-hmm. and, or do something, then I can. But I still then have my, okay, one hour, what? I'm done. Good. Don't even, you Good. know. So you set that boundary. 
Yeah. Good. Good. So here's what I, another question I have for you. And I know, I know we're winding down because I, I try to keep these episodes short so that people's attention spans, you know, don't wander off. But speaking to the young nurse, to the, to the younger person who is considering going into nursing, what are some of the pearls just from your experience? Mm-hmm. And I know we've been over them. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of younger people are kind of intimidated by the length of time it takes to achieve education and speaking you know using me as a reference point it's like what are you talking about so what that it takes nine years but you know My what goodness, is so, yes, so what yes. are some of the pearls of wisdom you would give give to a younger person who may be listening to this episode thanks to their parent you know what some what are some of the pearls and again just to give a broader perspective of what nursing the nursing profession itself could offer outside of even leadership? Um, you know, getting into nursing now, um, so it's a, what, a four, four to six year program, depending on what kind of program you're going into. I recommend anybody, of course, start off with your bachelor's because that's the entry level now to get in mm-hmm. to the nursing world to start off. But you know, during nursing school, uh, you know, it, it's almost like there is no work-life balance, especially for those who have to work and go, go to, to school, school, Okay, which is a lot of folks like that. You have to just tell yourself, this is a period in time that I have to sacrifice. I have to make the sacrifice for this to get this degree, because it's not just getting through nursing school. You have to pass your classes. You have to get through study to pass the, the, the board, you know, your nursing board exam. Mm-hmm. So getting through that, yes, it's a struggle. But once you're through that, nursing is such a, a vast field. I recommend to any new nurse, start at the med, start on somebody's med surge floor okay. somewhere to get to so that you can quickly learn how to assess a patient when a patient is, is going, um, you know, when an illness is going in the wrong direction, um, you can quickly spot it and quickly react and get the patient, you know, to the next level of care, to ICU or to call an RRT or whatever it is you need to do. Mm-hmm. But I really, really um, want people to know nursing is such, you can be in this day and age, you no longer have to just be at the bedside, but I want people to start at the bedside, at the bedside. then work you so that at whatever level you become a nursing administrator, yes. you can walk onto a unit and be able to say, you know, understand where your nurses are coming mm-hmm. from. You do, do not want to be so far removed. I was at uh, on the unit the other day and I helped a nurse uh, pull up a patient. She was like, you're going to do this with me? Yes. <laughs> I can still help yes. you pull up a patient. You know, it, uh, you never lose those skills on how to turn a patient, how to do, but know that as you grow into your nursing shoes, there's so much you can do. There's nursing. I wish I, we had much more time. Nursing informatics. There's nurse anesthetists. There's um, nurse practitioners mm-hmm. in so many different areas. You can be a nurse practitioner in family medicine. You can be a nurse practitioner in a specialized area like, you know, behavior health. Oh my gosh. Nursing has become uh, as just so wide and vast. Now you could be a nurse at the corporate level. Nurses mm-hmm. are 
not only chief nurses, they're now becoming the CEOs. Yes. So mm-hmm. lead, you can go into leadership and be all that I call it all that you can be. People don't like me to say that because it's the military. But <laughs> well, hey, that's there must be a reason why the military adopted that. Right. Right. You know, <laughs> you can really do so much. And, um, you know, like I said, we can go on and on. But just really. um think about where your strengths and what your niche is. And believe you me, if you, even if you feel like today you're in your niche job and you're loving it in a couple of years, it's going to change because you'll change and you'll grow and you'll want to move into a different arena. And that's okay. And I think a lot of people are are scared to just take the plunge, but it's okay. It's okay. Well, I love that. (laughs) So in Final in our final minute, I I I start just started asking this question when um, I was doing my summit um, a year ago, and this is a question I, I I've asked most of the people I interview. If you were queen for a day, and you had magical powers, what is the one thing you would bestow upon your kingdom? Hmm. Ah, wow. <laughs> so my um, my kingdom would have. Um, education, I would provide education for anyone that wanted to, anyone who had the desire, the passion to go into the nursing arena, because I, and especially people of color like myself, Mm -hmm. the one thing that I don't see now, even at this level, as a director level, there's not many of us. Wow. Wow. I would Mm -hmm. make sure that we have uh, um, the enough resources to grow nursing leaders um, into uh, into the next century and the next century and the next century <sighs> because who are we taking care of the people at the bedside need to see people that look like them yes. as well yes so if I was queen for the day That's... I would say let's get some nursing leaders that look like us Yay. thank you so <laughs> much thank you so much for being part for, for being the first person I interviewed on this show. I am truly honored. And um, is there any additional information if you want to get in touch with you? Is there any additional information? I mean, we, I'll have show notes, but this has truly been an honor, truly been an honor and a pleasure interviewing you. You know, through this interview, I've actually, actually gotten to know you more. I thought I knew you. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, and that's another pearl, right? You know, sometimes Absolutely. it just takes really sitting down with somebody and really getting to know them and hear their story. And we can pull pearls from that. So, that's one of the aims of this of this show to 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 be able to pull people in and learn little pearls from them so that we you know the the the, the wheels get rolling in our minds and we get motivated to realize you know what we have so much more so yeah. I am truly honored to have had you as my first and guest on this show. Thank you. Thank you. And I am honored to be your first. <laughs> this has been awesome. Well, you have a great day. And again, this Thank is Dr. Eno and Seema Obat signing off from Thriving Wild Golden. And my message to all the listeners is to go ahead and thrive on. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Hello there, and thank you for listening to Thriving Wild Golden. Health-related information provided through this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice, and it should not be used to diagnose or treat health problems. Please be sure to consult with your healthcare provider before instituting any changes.